Hi, and welcome to the podcast today. I'm going to talk about energy signatures and what they are. An energy signature is the energy and the essence that you exude that other people pick up as your whole being. It's how you identify with yourself and it's how you identify with your thoughts and your mind and your feelings. It's the energy signature that you create that somebody can read when you step into a room. Your energy shows up way before you do. And what I mean by this is that before you can even charm someone when you meet them by getting one to three feet away from them and shaking their hand and getting in their energy space, your energy is already sending signals to them about who you are, what you feel like, all based on your vibration and your frequency. So you can be in a room with someone and walk in and they might be repelled by you or attracted to you without even seeing you. That's how energy works. I think that our energy is the first and the most important thing that we can look at. And the first and the most important thing that I teach in my workshop is that you make self-awareness and self-honesty your number one tool. It's only with these two things that you can see and judge your mind accurately this is how you judge your feelings by understanding yourself and being really honest with yourself. It's not about lying to yourself or hiding from yourself all of the negativity that we have. The subtle aspect of your energy field can also be impacted positively and create and facilitate really positive transformation for your behavior, for your health, for your awareness, and even other people. The presence of being in a higher energetic frequency and around higher energetic people leads to transformation. So what does that mean? Okay, that means higher energetic thoughts, higher energetic feelings. And if you say, well, what are higher energetic thoughts and feelings? Well, feelings like love, happiness, joy, bliss, peacefulness, calm. And this is why we attend retreats and workshops, because it pulls us out of our environment and we immerse ourselves in the information that we're getting. We read books, we listen to podcasts, and all of these things are effectively conditioning ourselves in the space in which we live so that more of this energy can emerge. And there are really sacred places that for centuries have been referred to as sacred. For example, power spots in nature such as Sedona, Arizona. And there's also holy sacred spots like holy pilgrimage sites where people go and they heal and they have a long history of deep prayer and meditation. And people go to these places specifically to commune with the presence of that. And the Virgin Mary is revered all over the world. And there are, and so is St. Michael. There's the St. Michael's Grotto. People go there and they pray and they meditate and it changes the energy of the whole area in the earth, the electromagnetic field. Everything is oscillating to a very high positive vibration. People can go and they can heal. And part of it is their belief. And also their knowing that when they get there, they're going to heal. 
We have the same ability to raise the vibration in our home and in our workplace or anywhere we go by using our energy and our energy signature. But before we can go into teaching how to use our energy signature to raise vibration, we have to raise our vibration and we have to elevate our mind to a higher and lighter frequency. So how do you do that? By constantly cultivating energy that is associated with a higher state of consciousness. And when you're able to cultivate it, and then you have to sustain it, you can effectually raise the level of consciousness of the surrounding environment. That's how it works. It works by pulling or attracting human consciousness toward higher stages of development. It pulls and attracts. Your mind is electric. Your body is magnetic. And different parts of your body are electric and magnetic, but I can't get into that because it would be a completely other podcast. So this process is sort of thought of like sacred environmentalism in where you are coupling physical nature with higher spiritual capacities. And then it makes it more accessible for others because when we hold a higher vibration, people are attracted to that typically. And when they're attracted to that, they can't smear you with all of their, let's just call them negative traits. Okay. You become a healing force. But when I'm asked Will my negative thoughts manifest? The answer is really determined on how and where you direct your mind. If you're not directing your mind and you're living in a state of negative thought, there's a, or you're just living in a state where you're not controlling your thoughts, there's a likelihood that you're going to manifest a portion of these thoughts. And yet we don't know how that's going to manifest unless we read your energy. We have to look at the whole picture because you're interacting with other energies. For example, family members, people that you work with, people that you engage with in your community. And so when you begin to become aware and can see that you direct reality with your thought and your feeling, then you choose your choices. You now are the ultimate creator with God, of course. But again, I'm way ahead of myself. I want to stay focused on what the purpose of the podcast is. The purpose is for you to know that you have an energy signature and you can imprint that signature to raise the consciousness of others in our planet. Not in spiritual arrogance because that's ego. That's not higher consciousness. A consciousness that breeds competitiveness and feelings like you're better than somebody else or more advanced or somebody else makes you feel, that's arrogance. Okay. That's ego. That's an attempt to cover up that that person feels inferior. Higher consciousness is like Christ consciousness. It's like Buddha consciousness. It's like Muhammad consciousness. It's Kuan Yin consciousness. It's higher vibrational frequency. It's energy signature. It's energy that permeates the very essence of life because it comes from love. Jesus didn't say that he was better than anyone else. He said that the works that he did, you could do and more. When I was young, I knew that my mind and my imagination creates reality. I was absolutely rock solid sure of it. Emotion was like the violin that the mind was playing on. And the music that the mind and the body were creating was from the union of thought and emotion. It held absolute knowing. And it was creating the most beautiful things. I knew it. 
And as I grew up, I tried communicating these ideas to people, but I was told this is mumbo jumbo. And I look back and I realized the people with whom I was sharing were people who followed a system of thought and never even considered an energetic field around them. Their words carried weight and meaning and impacted how we feel and how they feel and what they eat and how we think and how we act and even how we breathe. All of that mattered. And I thought, God, if they could only see these things, but they didn't. And I was so young and I didn't have the experience or the foundation underneath me to pioneer my way through. But I also realized my path was to be what my path was to be. And I learned the hard way. But I think that the hard way is the way where you learn the most detail so that you can pass it on to others. And the first thing I learned was that you can try to speak to someone or offer them the tools, but if they're not willing to apply them and they're not willing to look at themselves and begin within, that's traveling a long, arduous path to nowhere. But sometimes nowhere gets you exactly where you need to be. I began studying the law and I thought I knew what it was all about, but I learned that I didn't. I didn't know anything because I didn't know myself. And I overlooked things a lot, things that were really meaningful, but I couldn't assimilate them. I wasn't ready. And I was parroting what I heard from the movie, The Secret, but I needed to understand the application, the actual process from every single detail start to finish. That's the way that I work. Then very serendipitously, I met my mentor. Face yourself. That was his teaching. And that was his mentor's teaching and his mentor's mentor's teaching. And they told me, when you know yourself, you will know the law. Okay, now that sounded really contradictory because I thought the law was outside of me. I thought that it was like this cloud that I was talking to out there, but it wasn't. And when I realized the law was me and it worked with me and through me, not against me, that we're all one and that all is one. I realized why I had to get my shit cleaned up and cleaned out. If I was carrying trash with me and repeating old patterns of thoughts and behaviors and carrying hatred and resentment and jealousy and animosity and pridefulness and greed and anger, I was going to continue to produce those same results. Oh, for the most part, I thought I was really positive, but then something would trigger me and I would go back into those old behaviors and spiral. I had to learn. The next thing he taught me was that we're always going to be challenged to raise and rise. He said, raise your energy, rise in consciousness. And he was right. Every single one of my mentors is challenged. Every single one of them has their ups and downs. Before enlightenment, chop wood and carry water. After enlightenment, chop wood and carry water. What this means is that just because you're enlightened or you understand the law, rule this whole universe, This doesn't mean that you don't have to do life just like everybody else. You do. That doesn't change. The difference is is that it makes it a lot easier. It's not like just because you become higher in consciousness and you lose those things that were weighing you down, so you become lighter. You still have to do your daily things. The difference is, is you do it with a lightness of being, and you might find a new way to do it. You might even find an easier way to do it, but when you do it, you'll do it with gratitude and joy. 
You're not doing it, bemoaning the process. That has so many different layers to it. And when I begin my workshop, I ask people, what do you want and why do you want it? And some people parrot back to me what they've heard me say. But these answers that parrot back, my thoughts show me they haven't done the work, but they're trying, they're struggling, but they're trying. And when we begin to go deeper, they begin to let go. And when they let go, they open their mind. And when they open their mind, they open their heart. And when your heart opens, we just hit pay dirt. Your heart has the most powerful frequency and you become like a magnet to the very life that you want to live. It's your energy signature. You can't begin creating the life you want to live and have what you want. Walk into a new reality loaded up with the old thoughts and feelings from your past. It absolutely cannot happen. You will always go right back to where you were if you don't lighten the load and burn that shit that no longer serves you. You're not forgiving somebody from the past. You need to burn that shit. The only person that's being poisoned is you. As we keep working through them, when we go back to them, when we face them, we start to break it down in a workshop as the energy in the workshop begins to lighten and lighten it does. Your perception shift because the energy in the room or on a Zoom call, it shifts. You're no longer only seeing what you want to see or what you have allowed yourself to see in the past. When we start to feel the possibilities, we start to feel hope. And what happens when we feel hope? We start to cry because hope reminds us that we had a dream. And when we cry, our heart opens. And what happens when our heart opens? We become the magnet for love. When you repress your truth, you can't be honest with yourself. You're angry or greedy or selfish. You know, it's awesome to admit that too. I had to admit things like that. I wasn't always that way, but there were circumstances that would bring that up. I had to dig deep on that. I recognize it. It also doesn't mean that I'm a pushover. It also showed me I had to create boundaries because I was being triggered by certain things. Boundaries are a good thing. Being positive all the time is not being honest. And this is what I think has become a really big obstacle for many people who are doing this manifestation stuff, because it's dishonest to not admit that we have shitty fucking days, because we do. Do not deny the true content of your mind. I say this to myself and I say this to others. I am being an absolute judgmental bitch right now. Time to get right back to basics. I'm triggered and I'm triggering myself. And I know that I have absolute control. And the bottom line is that I get disappointed. I'm disappointed in myself. I'm disappointed in others. And you know what I get? I get the right to feel that. I allow myself to feel it. And then once I do, I ask myself, why? What memory is triggering that? Look at it. And I put it away and I, re- I create and I reframe And I recreate again, and then I manifest what I want in its place. I absolutely do not let it pass my mind again. Nope, those are not my thoughts. I don't think that. If you're desperate, for example, to have love or have someone or something, and you're working really hard to be positive, you're not being honest with yourself. You're denying your pain. 
and you're pretending to be positive and maybe you're not even aware of it at the moment and that's okay too but it creates a craving it creates negative self images it creates a neediness and these things implode back on you you're going to ask yourself again why am i not getting what i want why is he or she not doing that why do they continue to not give me what i want and need that's a really good question isn't it why is the question do you keep allowing it that's the better question oh because i love them okay so you actually put your love for them before the love for yourself. Look at the message that you're sending. It's so good to see that you're the creator of that ugly stuff and to see where and what the genesis of this, where it came from, how you've paid for it, where the hurt came from. It's awesome. Please embrace that side of yourself. You are more valuable than I am. Therefore, I allow you to treat me like shit. And I'm going to allow you to do that because I actually have really low self-esteem and I feel like I can't be alone and without you. And I think that that's love. And I wonder if that came from my parents or my childhood. And then you begin to look at that. I say, I'm going to pretend myself right into the state then. And it's like, okay, that doesn't work either. Pretending does work. Don't get me wrong. It's part of the process. But you have to work through your obstacles that stand in your way. That's more important first. We have to take the time to sit in meditation. We have to allow ourselves to be absolutely uncomfortable when we change our thoughts, our habits, and our patterns. And trust me, you will be uncomfortable. I can't tell you how many times I have been uncomfortable. I still get uncomfortable. And I know that I will in the future because I'm not perfect. I've tossed and turned at night when I've been working on ending a negative trait. And this is always a sign that I'm like Jacob fighting that angel. It feels like the angel is absolutely kicking my ass and it can take three to four nights. I go through this over and over again, but I stay with it because I know it's me. I know it's my old habits and patterns fighting me. And then I have to ask, what is it that I think I benefit from that I don't want to give it up? And sometimes the answer is because you haven't created something else to go to. It's that simple. And so you hold on to what you know, what I think I want. I don't know what it feels like yet. So I have to get to work, don't I? When I crave, I'm honest with myself. If I can't see myself and know what I'm changing, how the hell can I change it? I can't. It's true. We sit with ourselves and then we create a feeling to think and feel only the best. This is truly what you're learning. This is the purpose. It's much more important that you make self-awareness and self-honesty your number one tool because only through self-awareness and self-honesty can you see your mind and the contents of your mind. This way you're not lying to yourself or hiding from yourself the negativity that you're holding on to that has created a feeling within your body. Pay attention to those thoughts. Pay attention to those feelings. You know, why are you depressed? You're not depressed. You're not having a bad day. Oh, but something triggered you and you realized you're alone because that significant other that's always ghosting you and breadcrumbing you hasn't messaged you and that makes you feel really badly. You got to dig into that. You know, in every case, when somebody tells me that, I have a conversation with them and this is like the farthest thing from the truth. All of that falsehood exists because people are told and they are trying to avoid the negativity. They're trying to fake it. That's where the energy signature comes back into play. 
It's about vibration and frequency. We go to a movie like Spider-Man because he's an awesome hero. And I think we all want to be a hero. We all want to help and be of service to others. We all want to be that goodness. And we all wear this costume, except it doesn't look like a spider. I mean, you can wear that if you want, obviously. But just every day, you're not wearing your Spider-Man costume. You're wearing the costume of yourself. You're a spiritual being having a physical experience. And what you need to do is remember that that spirituality has a frequency. And it's divine. And it's taken on a mind that we call the acquired mind. You have acquired a lot of the things that you thought, think right now, I should say, and the behaviors and the feelings, because experiences that you've had in your past have created that. But you have to know you're not that. You're still a spiritual being having a physical experience. So if you're struggling, please begin to increase your self-awareness. Please begin to increase your self-honesty and don't tell yourself that you're positive when you're not. I'm not going to teach the easy quick fix because I learned that that's like buying a 10 cent toy that breaks really quickly. I teach a method that's more along the line. It's about becoming it. It's about suspending judgment just as you do when you walk into a movie and you watch Spider-Man. You feel all of the feelings of Spider-Man and you relate. Because Spider-Man is really a person in costume. Well, aren't we all spiritual beings wearing a body costume? Aren't we all with our persona that we've made up about who we believe and think we are? How attached to you are that? How afraid are you to let go of that, of that persona, of that facade that you've created? And that can sometimes get in our way. Relating to a reality that we want to manifest is like watching, let's just say you want to be Spider-Man, okay, for an example. You relate to that reality because that's what you want to manifest. You're manifesting the good qualities of Spider-Man. This is worth a million dollars. The one that you know isn't going to break. The method that's going to be rock solid if you'll go into yourself. And this method is you. This method exists within you. And you call it out of yourself by removing the things that stand in the way. Or you know what I do? I reject those. I abandon those. I'm no longer that, and I'm no longer going to have those feelings. I don't do that anymore. Just done. Wipe them off. Once you own this, no one and nothing can ever change it or take it away from you. You know why? Because you know that you created that too, and you can change that knowing and directing the mind with understanding and self-awareness creates your reality. Let's say, for example, I want love. The first step is for me to look at why I'm not being loved. I have to look at my mind. I have to pay attention to all of those negative feelings and beliefs from my past. What do I feel when I think about love? Do I start talking about not ever letting anybody in and that everybody is an asshole? And you know how women do that. And sorry, but men do that too. Oh, they're all bitches. Oh, they're all assholes. Mm-hmm. That's part of the problem. Keep saying that. And I don't pretend that I am abandoning them. I abandon them. They do not serve me. Those are not my thoughts. I don't agree and I do not accept them. I simply stop 
allowing them to pass through my mind because it's not what I want. And I stay really aware of this for weeks. And then I begin looking at what I want to feel. What does it feel like when I'm loved? And then I begin to generate the desirable feelings of being loved. And I do not allow anything in that is its opposite. And so I'm not going to watch movies, for example, that are going to generate the opposite feeling or shows that are going to generate the opposite feeling. I'm going to watch something that is going to remind me and watch Jane Eyre, watch something that's going to pull in. And I know it all has its drama, but that deep, deep love, if that's what you're looking for, go out and start feeling tremendous love for everyone and everything with your mask on and watch the loving response you get. When you start to feel love for others, you feel so good inside. And when you feel good inside, everybody outside you feels really good too. You generate. You see, you become a generator of the feeling. So you have to generate the love for yourself. And you can't say, I'm never going to find this, but okay, I'm going to do it. Guess what? Wrong attitude. Not going to happen. Stop protecting yourself. Stop being afraid of being vulnerable. Stop, stop not believing in love. You must believe in it. You must know you can have it. If you've got an attitude like, yeah, I don't ever think it's going to happen. I'm just done. Stop it. You keep negating the very thing that you say you want. So then why don't you say to yourself, okay, maybe I really don't want love. And why don't you go down that rabbit hole? Start looking at that because you know what you'll find at the other end? You're just afraid. And you may ask, okay, well, how is this not lying to yourself? Okay, this is not lying to myself because I understand that my feelings are the cause of my reality. Your feelings are the cause of your reality. And since feelings are the cause, I know feeling will produce the qualities that are similar to them. Feeling loved creates love for yourself and generating love from others. I am feeling loved. There's nothing dishonest. There's nothing fake in the feeling. I'm not faking it. I'm feeling it. So if I'm feeling it, it's truth. You see? because I'm really feeling the love. I know it's true. If your mind is still saying, but I don't feel I'm worthy, you've got to stop and you've got to look at that, dig into that. If you're saying, I know I'm worthless, I'm not lovable, and deep down, I don't deserve any of this. I also don't believe any of this law bullshit, but you know, I'm going to try. I'm going to fake it till I make it. I'm going to fake it in my mind. I'm going to visualize that I'm loved. And you know, we're just going to see if this law bullshit works. It's not going to work. Forget it. Don't even try. It's not going to work. You must absolutely become self-aware and you must be self-honest and you must be disciplined. And you know what? You don't need anybody else to tell you because what you don't have in your life is the cause. You're the cause. What you have in your life, you're the cause. If you want to know what you're thinking, look at your life. Because any positive person, anybody that I know that's been honest and who's self-aware recognizes that this is not a change. And it's the it's like the antithesis of what I'm showing you when you're constantly saying the opposite. It isn't even wishful thinking. It's just flat out negative thinking. And when you're struggling to know that your lover is yours or that money is yours or or any of that, and you struggle with it, the universe works with you. It doesn't work against you. You have to deal with your struggle. 
refuse the thoughts and their genesis and then generate the feelings and the thought of what you want to see manifest. So you have to deal with it. And then you have to say, I'm not doing that anymore because I'm fully aware that what I think and feel is going to create my reality. So you, you're gone, but know what you're going to create. You see, it's a process of creation. And there's no trial period when you're dealing with this uh, this stuff. The law manifests what you truly believe. It manifests what you truly feel. It manifests what you know to be true. So what are you really working on? You're working on getting rid of the things that no longer work for you, that bring the opposite of what you want. And if you're the creator and you know that you can feel your way into it, then you're going to manifest it. So do you want to know what you're going to manifest? Look at what you believe. Look at the things that you say you know to be true. Look at what you say your truth is. The law never manifests what you hope to think. It doesn't manifest what you want to think. It doesn't manifest what you expect to think. It simply gives you what you truly think and feel. Do you see? It's really direct. You're learning. So please be gentle and kind with yourself. I absolutely did not get there in a day. It took me years to truly understand. And I'm still going deeper into the practice. And you're going to get there. But it takes practice. And it takes self-study. And it can only happen with self-honesty and awareness. It'll get to a place when you have a friend. And one of my best friends, Leslie Dale, who's going to do a podcast with me later tonight. I'll get on the phone with her or I'll get on the phone with Mari Alexander. And I'll tell you what, in five minutes, there's a silence and I go, never mind. I'm, I'm creating this. I already know it. And we'll talk about it from there. And we'll talk about what's going on. And I mean, I've got, okay, I get it. And I'm frustrated with myself. But then I face it and I work through it. Your energy signature is what shows up before you do. If you want to design a new logo or a new signature, then begin with being self-aware and be honest and then create your new vibe and frequency. I promise you, you will not regret the journey. It'll empower you to be a manifester of miracles in your own life and in the life of others. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And if you like it, please share it. Please clap for it. And please subscribe. And if you're interested in doing some workshops with me, please go to www.jocelynlive.com. And that's J-O-C-E-L-Y-N. L-I-V-E.com. I'll put it in the show notes as well. Anyway, thank you and please make the world a better place. There are really wonderful people out there. So I have to look at that. Where am I a victim to my own beliefs and feelings from my past, from my experiences?